Welcome to the Discipleship Discussions podcast. We believe everyone can be a disciple who makes disciples. Our goal is to help you with this process. Each week, we take the lesson taught through basic discipleship and break it down in a discussion format. Now, let's join today's discussion. Hey, welcome back to our podcast. So glad that you're tuning in. Maybe it's the first time or you've been listening to us for a while. We want to thank you for joining us. My name is Benji Linder and with me as always is Dr. Patrick Latham. Today's topic is what to do with your Bible. Uh, so you, in your teaching session that we just uh, finished, uh, you just finished. I just hit the record button. Um, you brought up a Warren Wearsby quote and I want to kind of dissect that a little bit and kind of maybe give some explanation in real life. Um, examples of this, if, if possible. Uh, but Warren Wearsby said, the Bible is not a magic book. I'm using air quotes here mm-hmm. that changes people or circumstances because somebody reads it. God's word must be understood before it can enter the heart and release its life changing power. Mm-hmm. So what, do, why do you think some people struggle with the Bible being a quote unquote magic book as Wearsby described there? Yeah, I think some people, you know, you know, they hear like a teaching session like the one I just did, or they hear preaching on the importance of reading the Bible, and they think, okay, so I need to read it. And maybe they set about doing that, and they soon get frustrated because they don't seem to experience any real benefit from it. And there's a lot they don't understand. I mean, they might as well be reading like the Odyssey or, you know, Homer or, you know, um, Josephus writings or, you know, might as well be reading some really hard Shakespeare or something. It's like right. they have a hard time like really grasping it. So then they don't see a benefit and, you know, they walk away like, I just don't understand what it's saying. Um, and certainly there's those passages of scripture that are a lot harder to understand, right? Um, so that's what I'm kind of speaking to there is, you know, don't give up, don't quit, realize to get that benefit you need understanding. So really speaking from Scripture and personal experience there, I can remember being a newer believer, a younger Christian, and reading God's Word and reading, I can remember reading Isaiah for the first time. I still remember that and just thinking, what in the world is going on? Like, who are these people and what's the matter? And what is God even telling them? So, and then I remember really struggling with like, even other portions of Scripture, New Testament, minor prophets, the Psalms, um, Leviticus, like where does all this fit? Like how does this all tie together? Uh, Laura and I, were, my wife and I were talking yesterday about, you know, this idea of the meta narrative of Scripture. So sometimes you need to read, study, understand what the words mean and the historical background. And then there's this idea sometimes you need to understand where it fits in the big picture. Mm-hmm. There's times where you need to understand a genre. Like a lot of people get tripped up in Proverbs because they don't understand the concept of a proverb or wisdom literature. You know, these are general axioms of life. This is not law. This is not X plus Y always equals Z. You know, they're general axioms of life. So a lot of things to consider there. Genre. Um, meta narrative of scripture, historical background, word meanings, who the original audience is, and how it can be applied to us. 
It's a lot of things there, and that sounds like a lot. That could be overwhelming, but really a good, solid, conservative study Bible can help you there really learn a lot. I would say my first forays into really growing as a believer in Scripture was just through relying on a study Bible mm-hmm. that was trusted. And um, that, you know, reading through that in a year or two years gave me a good base. And um, it took time. Now I can read Scripture and not really need any of those tools. I kind of have an idea of the genre of each book. I have an idea of word meanings, historical background, and the meta narrative of Scripture. So now I don't need those things, but boy, it took a long time to get there. And I didn't get there just because I'm a pastor. There's a lot of pastors who would struggle with that. I got there because of personal devotion and my personal Bible reading. Right, discipline Yeah, yeah. what I, I hear that. Um, have you run across anybody within the churches you've served that have struggled with viewing the Bible as a magic book? If I apply this right now, if I read this or quote this, yeah. then I'm expecting, you know, if I do A, then B is going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you see that. I think what I'm thinking of here more is people that, that go to the Bible and they, they hear, again, a message like the one I've, I've taught and they think, okay, I want to get it committed to the Bible. They get a Bible reading plan. They jump in to Genesis and they kind of get the Adam and Eve story and some of them, but then they're like, what is all going on here? And there's burnout and frustration. They don't see how application can be made to them. I've shared a story about a family member one time. I encourage him in this regard to read the Bible. And he, for whatever reason, started in the book of Ezekiel. You know, and Ezekiel right. starts with that crazy vision, right? Mm-hmm. And so this guy's just honest with me, like, yeah, I tried to do what you said. Like, I had zero clue what was going <laughs> on. I just gave up. I mean, it sounded like spaceships flying around. And so it's like, hey, good point. Maybe you should have started somewhere else. First of all, I remember becoming a new believer and encouraged. Stick with Philippians, Proverbs, James to start with. Right. You know, so that's what I did. I read Philippians just like over and over again each morning. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so there's a lot to be said for where you start is important. I mean, even for me reading Ezekiel now, there's going to be stuff that's difficult to understand. I'm going to pause for a minute and think about it and remember where I am in the Bible. But that, that's more what I'm thinking about is like you need tools to help you because you're going to get burnt out. And then this idea you bring up is some just use the Bible as by reading it, God's looking up at heaven and happy with me, and he's just going to bless me because I read the book, or I can quote it at random, claim some promise or some verse without really understanding what it means, mm-hmm. you know. See this a lot in students where we would uh, maybe, and you, I know you've seen this, come to you at a camp or retreat, and they say, I feel far from the Lord. And I say, okay, well, here are some things you can do to help get closer to the Lord. And one of the things would be Bible reading. You have to read His mm-hmm. Word. And they'll come back a couple weeks later, like, I've read His Word every day, and I still feel distance. Well, it's not that all of a sudden you're reading the Word, and the relationship's going to blossom, right? It's mm-hmm. more so the faithfulness in that, and it's more than just reading the Word. It's more than just reading words on paper is the application of word is mm-hmm. the meditation mm-hmm. on the word it's letting the word change your heart and that's how your relationship's going to change and that's how you're going to grow closer to the lord so i've mm-hmm. seen that come up uh, a couple others applying proverbs or expecting proverbs mm-hmm. to work perfectly every time mm-hmm. um, and just seeing uh, some folks i guess being devastated because mm-hmm. it didn't work out as they 
hope, which is again, right? That's what prayer is, is we're, we're hoping all these things, but at mm-hmm. the end, when we say in Jesus' name is as Jesus would have it, mm-hmm. so be it. Mm-hmm. And so that occurs. Um, shift gears a little bit. We're, uh, one of your, I think you had six points, uh, in your teaching session. One of them was memorizing scripture. Any tips outside of what you mentioned in the teaching session on memorizing scripture? Yeah, I, I would say do what works for you. Mm-hmm. You know, fi- find a method that works for you. I have an accountability partner. We talk each week about what works for us. I've used different things. Um, I've used a method. I've used the Fighter Versus app. I mm-hmm. think Desiring God puts that out. That's really good. That can help. Uh, my accountability partner used that. He found there's some ministry you can like download on iTunes. Like they do albums set to music of just singing scripture. I think it's like an ESV mm-hmm. and put it to a tune so it's easier. Um, I used for a long time, I got a moleskin. I would just pick a verse a week and ride it out five times each morning by like Wednesday. I had it memorized. Mm-hmm. I mean, that really, I found that really works. Um, lately, what I've been doing is using some memory techniques. I studied on that a little bit of how to memorize stuff easier mm-hmm. so I can, um, that, that helps me. That's what I've been doing recently. I would say this to folks. If you just read, find what works and, and try to just pick a verse a week, you know, um, I remember being in college and hearing a Christian speaker speaking to college students, and he was like, even a dummy can memorize a verse a week. You know, you could right. have like the lowest IQ on the face of the earth and still memorize a verse a week. It's not that hard. It really isn't. You know, you just got to make a little bit of time each morning to have some practice to go over it. So find something that works for you. Make time. The other thing I would just encourage people to do is read the Bible. Mm-hmm. In reading the Bible, you are naturally by default going to memorize stuff. My wife will sometimes say, how do you have so many memories, movies memorized? I could like tell you probably 50% of the lines out of the movie Dumb and Dumber. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's like, well, I've watched it so many times, right? I heard a guy one time, an older Christian say he had been reading the Bible every year for like 50 years and he said he had read once that if you read anything 90 times you'll have it memorized and um he said i can see how that's true because he said i have a lot of the bible just memorized just from reading it yeah so so it happens like that there's stuff i've read so many times now through reading the bible through each year where i just naturally kind of have it memorized i don't remember saying i'm going to memorize that verse just kind of happens i mean and even there's some mornings i walk away and it's like I got a verse just because it really spoke to me. And I could tell you, like, man, I read such and such this morning. It said such and such. And I may not have it verbatim, but I got the gist of it. And I remember where it was. That's going to happen in your discipleship journey. So right. any any tactics you use? or So writing stuff down, very helpful. I read Scripture early in the morning. Uh, past 9 o'clock, it's very easy for me to go ahead and forget what I yeah. read earlier. So that, having it, I've written it on note cards, stuck it in a pocket, and you've know, reflected on it throughout the day. That's probably been the best method. I'm not the most disciplined at that, mm-hmm. I'll be the first to admit. Uh, but also understanding and being okay. I'm okay with 
uh, understand understand like a paraphrase, right? And so if you would um, if you were to quote scripture, if you if I say, all right, name these ten verses, you're probably going to use different translations, all mix them in and out. And mm-hmm. I'm okay with someone memorizing scripture, even if it's not to the T of one okay. um, translation. So understand when I say paraphrase, I guess a better word was the concepts behind it, mm-hmm. not knowing every article and you mm-hmm. know perfectly to a certain trans uh, translation. I don't get hung up on that. Perhaps some do. I know mm-hmm. if you do Bible drills, you have to get it right yeah, on that yeah. translation. So I, I don't know if that's completely necessary in the Christian mm-hmm. faith for Bible drills. Obviously, they have their rules there. Mm-hmm. But in practical Christian living, understanding the concepts behind it and getting the the meat of the verse and, and also being okay not to be able to say chapter and verse. If mm-hmm. you would ask Paul what chapter and verse did he quote right there when he quoted from Deuteronomy? He couldn't tell you because they didn't have chapter and verse. And yeah, so yeah. understanding some principles like that and then the heart of Scripture, because none of us, I don't know any of the uh, verses in the original language. Mm-hmm. And so understanding that, okay, I'm not going to get every verse perfect. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get what the meaning behind it, and I'm going to mm-hmm. do my best at memorizing word for word. Mm-hmm. So um, last thing, I, I perhaps I've been reading some books um, and have referenced this. I think you and I both have read the book. Um, the Emotionally Healthy Leader mm-hmm. or Emotionally Healthy Spirituality by mm-hmm. Pete Scazzaro. I think he recommends this and a couple others of doing a retreat and mm-hmm. going and with nothing but a journal mm-hmm. and your Bible. Have you ever done something like this? What are your thoughts on that, if not? Yeah, I never have. I'm not against it. Like, I never have. I tried that because I, I would hear so much preaching and teaching on that. Mm-hmm. Like, get a journal, and it sounded really cool. So I, like, went to Barnes & Noble and got, like, the leather one with, like, 10 feet of rope. Yeah. You know, you wrap around it to right. close it and everything. And thought, man, this looks really cool and rustic. I'm going to go have a journaling retreat. And so I uh, did that. Um, I don't know. It just wasn't me. I, f- I found what I do is I have my Bible, and I write in the margin mm-hmm. like and i'll write the date and maybe like i never write more than a sentence but like i might write like a prayer like lord help me to do whatever um or i'll say or i'll write a point of application like you know something the lord really impressed upon my heart soul and mind I'll, I'll write in the margin of my bible and that's what i do and then i'll date it and so you know i can go back and look even the evening, if I want to remember and reflect, I can go back and look at what he showed me that day. Mm-hmm. Many days I walk away that if I got called on to preach or teach or share a devotional, I would have enough right there just from what I gained from that time because I write in the margin and write prayers. And it will cross-reference a lot. Like mm-hmm. if I read, if I'm in Nehemiah and I read something that makes me think about something in Second Timothy, I'll, I'll in both places write the opposite verse. Oh, there you yeah. go. So uh, my Bible is really marked up. So for me, that worked. But I'm not saying it's not a good thing. I'm real big on, hey, do what really helps you connect with the Lord. And I had a friend, he does those journal things, and he's like, and he's actually got him, like his family knows where they are, that he gets a certain type of moleskin every year in journals. And he's got like, like 20 of them now or something. He's like, he's got one for each year. He's like, when my kids die, they'll be able to see those, which I got like kind of nervous. I was like, man, if I wrote journals about everything I thought, I wouldn't want anybody to read it. <laughs> right. I'd be like, if I die, I burn them things quick. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, um, goes back with white out, erase names yeah, and stuff right. like that. Yeah. Uh, so, but I don't know. Like, I'm not against that. I've just right. never done it. And yeah. I, don't, I don't know why. It just didn't really 
work for me or resonate. And I guess it's not something like commanded by Scripture, but it is a way to meditate on Scripture. Mm -hmm. It is a way to study Scripture and to learn Scripture by writing it. So um, I think it's a good thing. Have you done it? Have you benefited from it? No. uh, The Mm -hmm. thought of spending like a day or two in complete silence scares me. Uh, Being an extrovert, like I think I can handle, okay, half a day going up to Pine Mountain or another mountain and, you know, semi-secluded. I could probably handle half a day. After that, I think I would go crazy. Yeah. And the whole purpose of getting along yeah. with God and His Word, uh, the, I would make so the feet You're talking about like the retreat thing. I Correct. was just thinking about journaling and right. period. So, yeah. yeah, both those things. Now, I've gotten away before and just spent some time reading. But even then, um, and maybe it's because the nature of what I do as a pastor, that I mean, most days I study for three or four mm-hmm. hours. So for me, if I want to get away and refresh, for me it's get away and not like I'll get on and go on a real long bike trip or bike ride or, or run where I'm not thinking or processing. I'm giving my brain a rest and using my body instead. But I can see that being beneficial to people. But I think it's kind of, hey, man, what works for you? The Word of God right. in your heart, having your heart, mind, soul filled with the truth of God and knowing how He wants you to respond, You know what He wants you to do. So, yeah. Yeah, I think maybe on the five-year plan, I could see myself doing a, a one-nighter yeah. um, because some would go into, um, I guess, I don't know, uh, monastery, if I'm yeah. saying that right. Yeah, and so you can go. I know there's a place in New Orleans that you can do that, and you can stay the night, and it's complete silence. And, and I've heard of people doing that. I'm just not so sure I'll be able to obey the rule of don't talk to anybody yeah. and so or go stir crazy. I wanted to. But I think it's great principles. I mean, we see Jesus um, before, um, you know, tempted. He went out to the wilderness to mm-hmm. pray. And so understanding the benefits of that and perhaps that's something we need more of in American mm-hmm. culture. So in five years, I hope to do it. Cool. All right. Any other questions, comments? Nope. All righty. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. We look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you for joining us today for our discussion on Basic Doctrine of the Bible. Stay current with other episodes by subscribing to our podcast. For show notes, visit us online at basicdiscipleship.net. If you have any questions about the materials presented in this discussion, or if you would like to give feedback, email us at info at basicdiscipleship.net. Thanks for listening.